This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick or... You can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's the final hour on this Monday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. More of your phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like from over the weekend. McLovin, update the poll results. Will we have the Texans Chiefs on September 10th? 53% say yes. I hope so. And by all accounts, it feels like, and even Peter King uh, earlier in the show said he thinks that the season will start on time. Maybe it does. But he didn't guarantee that that season is going to go through to completion. Even the SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, you know, he said, yeah, I, I think we're going to play September 3rd. They got a full slate there, but he wasn't confident. And he said that because this is changing every single day. Uh, speaking of which, the Toronto Blue Jays need a home because the uh, government is not going to let teams go into Toronto. So Toronto is going to play their games outside of uh, Toronto and outside of uh, Canada. So they have to find a place in the United States. I guess Buffalo was a possibility. I'm starting to see where maybe Pittsburgh would be a possibility as well. So we thought we would check in with the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays reporter for our Toronto affiliate, TSN 1050's Scott Mitchell, kind enough to join us on short notice. Where are my Blue Jays going to be playing, Scott? <laughs> That's the million-dollar question at this point. Uh, I mean, you kind of touched on it. The federal government on Saturday made the decision that uh, they didn't want teams crossing the border and the concerns with all the cross-border travel without kind of a bubble system. So at this point, they're going to go down the road with Buffalo, but the problem is there. They consulted the players on Saturday and Sunday, and players don't seem interested in playing in a AAA park with a small clubhouse and just not the, the same amenities that you're, they're used to. And I'm not talking about amenities in terms of spreads and, uh, you know, couches and things like that. We're, we're talking batting cages and, uh, you know, underground stuff, video rooms just things like that that they're not going to be used to, that they feel like they could, uh, you know, have uh, a better uh, a situation in an MLB park, even if it's not their own. So right now, Pittsburgh's definitely uh, something they're looking into. There are some conflicts with dates. So maybe if that's the plan, it would be Pittsburgh and then some other combination of some other stadium for the dates that conflict with the Pirates. Uh, but they've put people on the ground in Buffalo, too, to assess what needs to be done. And the big thing there is uh, the problem with the lighting. They need to upgrade that, upgrade that to MLB standards. And they also need to take care of the clubhouse and really redo it, turn some suites into clubhouse areas and uh, just kind of revamp the whole kind of insides of that stadium to make it possible for them to work there. Yeah. But Scott, you got nine days to do that. I mean, how did we get yeah. here? How did we get here where the blue Jays are just finding out 
that they can't play home games? Well, coronavirus is how we got here. And I mean, all the uncertainty just all over the place. And the timeline has been interesting to look at because if you talk to them, if you talk to anybody within the Jays in early June, they thought they were going to be in Dunedin. That's where their spring training home is. They just kind of uh, revamped that. Uh, you know, it looks much, much more beautiful than it did. And they've put all the resources in to be able to have their minor league complex down there. And that's where they thought they were going to be. If it wasn't Toronto, it was going to be an easy, seamless transition to Dunedin. But obviously the virus got in the way and all the surge in, in cases down there. They don't want to be there. They don't feel like it's safe. So then they thought and put the full court press on the federal government. And mid last week, they thought they were going to get approval. And then that didn't happen at the final hour. And now they're really left scrambling and Major League Baseball is heavily involved as well. Obviously, the agreement that they came to last month, um, you know, has a stipulation in there that says Rob Manfred can move and relocate any team if there are coronavirus concerns. So they're working hand in hand with Major League Baseball trying to go through this process. And the players union is also involved because the players uh, on the Blue Jays, they've uh, indicated they don't want to play in a minor league park if that's possible. But you got to have, I mean, these guys got to find a place to live. I mean, this seems crazy. Are they, are, are, what are the options though? You go into Pittsburgh, are they going to be in a, in a hotel? Are they quarantined in a hotel? I mean, you know, these things would take some time to plan them out. You got nine days before they host a home game, right? That's the thing. July 29th against the Washington Nationals. And, and you wonder if maybe they can stay in Washington for that full series and, and buy them some time because they are playing uh, the Nationals a couple of days before that as well. So it's kind of a home and home. Maybe you can get creative like that. But no, you're right. It's uh, it's a it's a completely odd and unique situation. And, you know, from the Blue Jays perspective, uh, you know, I, I, you can't place any blame on that. They have the border involved. They're in a very unique position in terms of uh, uh, 30 Major League Baseball teams, 29 others, you know, are in their stadiums, they're comfortable. So you would envision the scenario where if they do go to Pittsburgh, even if they go to Buffalo, you're buying out a hotel, you're, you're trying to, uh, you know, keep your players as safe as possible in that sense and keep them centrally located. But uh, it's going to cost some money and it's going to cost some time and resources over this next week to figure it out because there's no perfect plan. And uh, at this point, you know, with Major League Baseball's, uh, plan to start flying around the country. Uh, you know, no bubble, no quarantine. Uh, these players are essentially on the honor system, and it's going to be interesting to see which teams uh, get hit by this virus, which teams don't, and how this all unfolds. If I talk to you in 10 days, where are the Blue Jays calling home? Look, uh, Ross Atkins is going to address the media today. We may have a little bit more clarity on that, but it, it sounds like they're doing everything they can to be in a major league park just based on the player concerns based on the talks with the league and the union, the league for TV reasons would love them to be in a major league park. They'd love to have that lighting, all the amenities there in terms of that. So, you know, I, I would guess that we're, we're going to see maybe Pittsburgh, uh, you know, maybe a couple other, they're, they're kind of investigating every single stadium in, in the Northeast United States um, at this point. I mean, Cleveland could be on the table. Obviously there's a history with uh, the front office here and the front office there. So it's it's uh, it's a tough call at this point, but just based on the player reaction yesterday, uh, I would think Buffalo is, is kind of uh, is a, not the front runner at this point if the Blue Jays can't figure out a major league stadium. Uh, but uh, Buffalo probably then Dunedin if uh, the caseload looks a little different in two weeks. There's just so much up in the air right now. It, yeah. It's tough to say. Scott, thanks for joining us and good luck with this process there. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Scott Mitchell. He covers the Blue Jays for our Toronto affiliate, TSN 1050. That's crazy. And it might be just they're basically a team without a stadium. Maybe you bounce around a little bit there. And since there's no fans, now, and they're not going to have a home field advantage. Now, if you're in Buffalo, it doesn't matter. If you're in Pittsburgh or you're playing you know, in Washington, D.C. But the fact that they're nine days away from their so-called home opener, and they don't even know where they're going to be playing. Yeah, Paul? Without diving into this, you'd think the logistics of playing in Pittsburgh would be tough because they obviously have got to be conflicting dates coming up on the calendar. Yeah. Two day games, uh, how do you deal with two different crews, uh, same working crews? There's union rules about who could work, how many hours? Well, you do day-night doubleheaders. That sounds terrible. They may have to go to like a, a neutral city that has a big ballpark. Yeah, but who has that? Because you got to find a major league ballpark. They they want to make sure that they have the facilities there. You know, down in Charlotte, they've got a AAA ballpark 
It's really nice. I think it's only a few years old. BB&T Ballpark or something? Yeah. What about Nashville? Yeah, they got a nice one. Although they've gotten a, a spike here in COVID cases. But I, if they can't go to Florida in Dunedin because of the, the virus. Man. How about Iowa, the Field of Dreams? Sure, place. why not? Yeah, just remember, you know. <laughs> <laughs> remember the Bills played uh, six home games in Toronto. One per season from 2008 through 2013. The last two of those games had crowds about 40,000. Bills went one in five in Toronto. Yeah, Paul. Whoa! Whoa! Didn't see that one. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Yes, Paul. There's been some teams like the Chicago Bears played a season in Champaign. Oh, the U of I, and then I think the New York Giants football team played a season at the Yale Bowl yeah. when they were redoing their stadium. Maybe two seasons. Did the Jets play at the Yale Bowl, I believe? I, I, I'll check, but I know the Giants did a season there in the late 60s, maybe, or early 70s. Yeah, for some reason, I thought Joe Namath played at the Yale Bowl. Uh, this program brought to you by the great folks at Rock Auto, rockauto.com. All the parts your car, truck will ever need, rockauto.com. Family business founded by automotive engineers in 1999. Two goals in mind. Uh, you know, you want to get direct access to all the parts information hidden in the computers and catalogs behind the parts store counter. Second, making the parts affordable by offering reliably low prices, rockauto.com. You choose the part. Brands, prices, features you want anytime, 24-7. And uh, you've probably been told dealer only or no longer available. Not with rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com today. Make sure you tell them we sent you. Write Dan Patrick in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you and you're listening to the program. All the parts, your car, truck, whatever need at rockauto.com. Yes, Paul. The New York Jets and the New York Giants played an exhibition game in the Yale Bowl in New Haven, Connecticut uh, back in the late 60s. And uh, 70,000 people showed up. I believe Joe Namath scored a touchdown on a bootleg. You're right. Yeah, 1969 exhibition game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all starting to come back Look to at you. Me now. Yeah. <laughs> Who says I don't have a memory? It was only that brief period that I couldn't remember Albert Pujols' name. <laughs> remember that? And Tom Izzo. I, I could not remember their names. Saved my life. But doesn't it happen to everybody? Remember Sports Jeopardy? There was a question, and the answer was... Uh, Camden Yards. Camden Yards, which I just forgot again. It was the easiest of all the hints over our entire day at Sports Jeopardy. And, and you looked at me like, Paul. I go... I yeah, but you're under pressure there. I couldn't remember Albert. When I was going through my treatment, I couldn't remember Albert Pujols' name to save my life. And then I would look at Paulie like, you, you got to help me here. And... He doesn't know that I can't remember Albert Pujols' name. And I don't even know why I was thinking of Albert Pujols. You said name a slugger who the Angels paid too much oh. to sign to a long-term contract. <laughs> yes. To be fair to yes. you, there's a lot. You're, well, <laughs> I, that's basically a silver platter of, Paulie, I don't know who this is. Can you tell me who that guy is that they're still spending all that money on? And Paulie's just looking at me like, I don't know if I, I, I have no idea. And I, I think I think you eventually got it. Boy, there was a long time where Paulie was he was finishing sentences for me. I'd be just sort of like floating out there and he'd go throw out a name and I'd just grab it out of thin air. And I couldn't remember Tom Izzo's name. Saved my life. Be like, what the hell is wrong with me? But look at me now. I'm remembering Joe Namath with a naked bootleg. The yell ball. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Joe in Nebraska joining us. Good morning, Joe. What's on your mind? Hey, so I'm a student at Creighton University, and uh, we had the College World Series taken away from us this year. Yeah. We're the Blue Jays. We'd love to have the Toronto Blue Jays come and maybe play their short season in Omaha. You know what? That uh, sounds like an official offer by Joe, and uh, I that would that might be a nice little uh, little treat there. Get to play in front of those uh, – well, there's no fans. I was going to say, got great baseball fans out there. That's a wonderful uh, – the College World Series, that's great atmosphere. Because you'll go into – there's certain bars you go in there and you know, everybody's got their school colors on, and it's, uh, it's fun. You know, it's not March Madness, but it's as close as baseball is going to get to something like that. Uh, Dan in Los Angeles. Good morning, Dan. 
Hey, how are you, gentlemen? Good, sir. Good, sir. What's on your mind? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing you saw it because you, you are a golf guy. Uh, my best and worst from the weekend is all involved with the John Rahm uh, win from yesterday. The best was his chip in um, to basically ice the memorial. Mm-hmm. And the worst is the two-point penalty that he was assessed for barely, you know, moving the ball. I just didn't know how you feel about these, you know, two-point penalties in golf when he doesn't, it doesn't really improve his lie. And, I mean, it could have cost him the tournament if Ryan Palmer was, you know, even somewhat closer than he was. Just didn't well, know if he saw that. It, like, it's a, yeah, two-stroke penalty. Uh, but thank you, Dan. If you're going to put your club down in the grass, it does help you. He didn't realize it if you saw the interview afterwards he didn't know that he was being docked two strokes, but then he ends up chipping it in and he was so far ahead that they did uh, invoke a two stroke penalty and he still won comfortably, but it, it, it moves slight, slightly very, you know, ever so slightly. But if you're going to put your club down in the thick rough and that, that can help you, even though I don't think that he was doing it for that reason, but if the ball moves just a little bit, you've addressed the ball, it'd be a two-stroke penalty. Yeah, Paul. And Nick Faldo said there's a lot of elements to the rule. If the ball moves and doesn't remove, move back to its original position, like you press the grass down and then it comes back up. And I think it was Ian Baker Finch said, it's got to be visible to the naked eye, not on a replay. Yeah. And on a replay, you could see it. The ball moves a couple dimples. Yeah. Yeah, that's the dicey part because these cameras are so good and they do focus on the club hitting the ball a lot of times. And or at least there's a camera that's usually, you know, situated to get that strike. And I mean, he was like, he, he was doing that interview afterwards and he was like, wait, what? And, uh, you know, he had been informed that, you know, because you don't want to go to the, the scores tent and sign an incorrect scorecard. Then you lose. Then you get disqualified because that happened in the the masters i think 1968 with uh, roberto divincenzo that he signed an incorrect scorecard and bob golby i believe won the masters you i don't know i'm just showing off now check and see if bob golby won the masters when roberto divincenzo chenzo signed the incorrect scorecard ethan will probably have it yes mclovin yeah, is it one of the 43 emails he sent already this segment? <laughs> I just, sent an, just sent another one here, just talking about, you know, Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, let's see, Ryan in South Dakota. Hi, Ryan, what do you have for me today? Morning, Dan. Morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, best, of the week, best of the weekend, uh, Saturday or Friday night, I stumbled into a, uh, a cover of um, Harry Styles covering... A uh, the song. Um... <laughs> I think he got a little stage fright there. I think he... did Harry Styles do a cover of Arcade Fire? That was the only thing I thought of. No one's going to admit they know it. Yes, McLovin. I I think he's super cool. Oh, I, I like yeah. Harry Styles. I his music not so much, but as an actor, he's. <laughs> He's only acted in one thing. He's only been in that one movie. He's been in everything. He's so cool. I think he's a really talented guy. And the fact that we have sort of a friendship based off of the Super Bowl when I met him technically inside the bathroom. Yes, McClellan. Okay, side debate. We had a discussion with the kids this weekend. Does Taylor Swift really write all her own songs, as she has claimed? Probably not, but she wrote... A lot of them, I think you could say singer-songwriter. So she's very good at getting a hook, right? As yes. they say in the biz. But she's writing, it, it's about her life and all of these breakups. That's why I wondered how her music was going to be. She's in love. And, you know, is it harder to write? You know, when you're in love or you just got your heart broke, chances are you could probably write a better song after your heart's been broken. Yes, he. Yeah, at a certain point, though, she's got to move on from singing about haters. People, people is trying to take you down. It's like, all right, you're like 30 now. <laughs> Wait, what's she gonna write about mortgages? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mortgage At a certain rates? point, though, it's got to be about more than like, I know you broke up with another dude. I know people talk about how many relationships you have, and I know that there are haters trying to take you down. Well, she she's written about something different on this new album. 
I mean, go gently here with Tay Tay. Yeah. She, I, I like her. But she is 30. You know. Well, no, I don't know how old she is. I think she's 30. Correct. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. There you go. Oh, because the album was 1989. So that was the year she was born. Yeah. Uh, yeah she's, she's talented. She is very talented. But you can't date her. Well, you don't have to worry about that now. I mean, she's, got, she's in love. But anytime you date her, you know you're getting a song written about you. Yes, Tom. But it seems right. That window is closing on. We will never, ever get back together. You know what? You get 35, you're 40, 50. When, when does that end? Well, you haven't grown up. I have not. No. I'm stuck in like 1982. Still answering the door with your towel on. I am. Room service. Uh, let me take a break here. We'll come back. More phone calls. Best and worst of the weekend. Uh, yeah, just got the uh, heads up that uh, Brian Kelly, Notre Dame head coach, will join us on the program tomorrow. Yes, it was Bob Golby in 1968. He tied Roberto DiVincenzo at the end of regulation. They would have an 18-hole playoff the next day uh, had there not been a mistake on DiVincenzo's scorecard. And uh, he, uh, he signed an incorrect score. And Bob Golby won the 68 Masters. All righty. Take a break. More phone calls coming up back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one firmer or softer on each side you decide and it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well quiets their snoring so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long sleep number does everything my sleep number setting is 75 sleep number smart beds learn how you sleep they provide personalized insights to help you sleep better you will never need another bed jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 40 percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
Talking about the Blue Jays looking for a home. The Yankees played home games at Shea Stadium in 1974 and 75 while Yankee Stadium was being renovated. But over the weekend, it was announced the Blue Jays will not be permitted to play home games in Toronto. Canada giving Major League Baseball the Heisman. Like everything these days, the decision is being viewed as a political statement. Kind of a rebuke of how we've done as a country with uh, coronavirus. And regardless of what it means or how we got here, the new situation is going to create a strange reality. Home field advantage isn't home, isn't an advantage here. Teams limited or no fans, and the Blue Jays not even in their own country. And as odd as that sounds, it's hardly unique. Practically all the NBA and NHL teams displaced. Nothing's going to be normal. Even Orlando, being in Orlando still feels a little strange for the Magic. But uh, I get the feeling the Blue Jays won't be the last baseball team to face unexpected and difficult circumstances as the league tries to bring baseball back. Uh, Lyle in Pittsburgh joining us. Hi, Lyle. 6'3", 195. And, uh, Dan, I don't think anybody's talking about I'm a uh, suffering Pittsburgh Pirates fan. And um, if you're bringing in a whole other ball club, into the stadium and the facilities, and then somebody on the Blue Jays team tests positive, does that now mean that the Pirates, if, if you're using the same locker or the same locker room yeah. um, or batting cage, does that the Pirate players are now going to have to, I guess, quarantine as well? I just, I, if, and regardless of what major league team they would go to, I wouldn't want a second ball club in my you know, in the in the clubhouse. Yeah, it's a, it's a valid point there, Lyle. Thanks for the phone call. It's already going to be, the degree of difficulty is, is going to be at a, a premium. And now you're going to have other players, other teams who are going to be in there when you're not in there. Or could you actually play a day-night doubleheader? You're going to have conflicting dates there. And it might be, you know, where Toronto ends up playing a home series of sorts in Washington, D.C. against the Nationals. Ryan in South Dakota is back with us. He brought up Harry Styles and a song and didn't complete the thought. So, uh, Ryan? Hey, Dan. How are you, sir? Uh, good. What, so, good. Sorry for the technical difficulties earlier, but I just wanted to uh, to bring up, you're right, it was Harry Styles, but I caught on Friday night uh, back probably in early March, uh, Harry was on with uh, with Howard Stern, and he covered Sledgehammer by yeah. Peter Gabriel. Yep. And I don't know if you've ever seen that, but uh, number one, I, that might be the best cover song I have ever heard. Um, it was absolutely incredible. I might be going out on a limb a bit there, but uh, really, really good stuff for you guys to check out if you have a, have a spare minute. Thank you, Ryan. I did uh, I did hear that interview with Harry Styles on Howard Stern, and Howard asked. Harry about playing that song in concert and Harry talked about it being the perfect song like everything about it is the perfect song but Peter Gabriel I still like uh, Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel and then of course there's the uh, say anything with John Cusack in your eyes the light the heat your eyes I am complete and was written about Roseanne Arquette. Yeah, you told us that. I yeah. couldn't believe it. She's had a couple of songs written about her. I didn't know the craze over uh, Roseanne Arquette. You told us at first it was Roseanne, and we were really surprised. <laughs> uh, yeah, then I said, no, Roseanne Arquette, not, not Roseanne. Clarify. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, I heard uh, Harry Styles uh, sing that. Uh, Jacob in Cleveland. Hey, Jacob. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. How are you doing? Great, great. What's on your mind, Jake? Uh, first time, long time, 59160. Uh, the best and worst of the weekend, the best is being a sports card collector, seeing LeBron James rookie autograph card sold for $1.8 million. And the worst of the weekend being, I do not have that card. <laughs> Thank you, Jacob. Yeah, how many of those rookie cards are there? The LeBron James rookie card, and it went for almost $1.9 million. Yes, McLevin. I saw there were 20 of them made and only two in mint condition left is what I heard. 20 of them made. Ethan will double-check that. But, yeah, that there's one or two that are, you know, to sell like that has to be perfect. Yes, right? mint condition. So that might have been an issue. I have a ton of 
baseball cards, football cards, NASCAR, a, a ton of them. When I was at ESPN, we would always get cards sent to us. But I don't know if they're worth anything or how much they're worth. Is there anything in there that's worth something of significance? Yeah, McClub. To me, it also signified that LeBron is an all-time athlete. Like, he's the kind of, you know, this is like a Babe Ruth, uh, Mickey Mantle card. Yeah, but wasn't the uh, most expensive baseball card Honus Wagner? Yeah, why was that? He's a, well, he's a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, but I, I don't know because of the condition of the card or how many cards were made. or I, I'm not in that world. I collected cards just to collect them. I never collected them as an investment. Did you, I had a couple of valuable cards. I had the Bump Wills mistake card. Did you guys ever hear about that? This uh, is Maury Wills' son, son, Bump yeah. Wills. And they did something wrong on the card, like they had the wrong team or something. Oh. And it was worth And also the uh, Billy Ripken card I had. Where well, I, I have the Billy Ripken card where he signed it. Now, he put um, he put something on the uh, bottom of the bat, the knob of the bat. Uh, I think he put <laughs> the F word and then put face. <laughs> <laughs> Legacy. And I had him sign one of his cards, and uh, he did that for me when he came into the New York Man Cave. By the way, Fritzy has suggested maybe the Blue Jays should play in Las Vegas. Got a beautiful AAA park there, supposedly. It was voted best AAA ballpark by Ballpark Digest. I was actually sent to us on social media by a, a woman named Rachel and said she lives out there and said they should bring the Blue Jays there. They've got a gorgeous ballpark. All right. Yeah, see that Hannes Wagner card. Yeah, I'm reading. Um, it it doesn't say why it's the most valuable card. This um article, but it just sold for three point uh, one two million dollars, which uh. broke the record that another copy of that card, a different same card, but just a different copy of it, had sold for two point eight million. Didn't Wayne Gretzky was was or no maybe it was Bruce McNall who owned the L.A. Kings. And I think he bought a uh, Hannes Wagner card. And that's a long time ago. Dang. Yeah, Paul. And then I think the IRS did yes. for a while. Yeah, the IRS uh, said, Bruce. <laughs> we're going to borrow this. Yeah. yeah we're going to hold yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> and the IRS officers, they're throwing around the Hannes Wagner card. Like, what we got? Who knew what was going on back then with the LA Kings with Bruce McDonald? Well, the IRS eventually knew what was going on. Uh, Jason in Nebraska joins us. Hey, Jace, what do you have for me? Hey, Danny and the Danettes. Uh, best is uh, watching Goonies with my car for, uh, in an actual movie theater. That was pretty cool. But my worst is watching the New York Mets with my son. Um, Jesus, no wonder he doesn't like baseball anymore. And uh, real quick, you know, I let him watch Ferris Bueller when he was eight. And one of my proud father moments is we were in first grade. Uh, for an award show or something, and uh, got off subject about favorite movies, and all these kids are talking about Frozen, I think, was the movie at the time, and my uh, my son's favorite movie was Spaceballs. So, good job, yeah. son. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, Jason. Uh, did you update the poll results there, McLovin? I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, we have about 53% say. Oh, it's about that, the same. Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, it's basically 50-50. So, I don't think people know what's going on with the NFL. <laughs> I saw where the NBA is going to hand out its awards that nothing that happens here uh, at the end of the regular season is going to factor in that I guess the votes have already been tabulated. I think it's more so they're going to, the judging is going to be on what's happened already in this season. Okay. Before COVID. The ballots have to be in by the end of the month or do we even know? And it'll be Giannis and it'll probably win by a large margin. Because you, you can make the argument that Anthony Davis has been more valuable to the Lakers. At least two voters told me that. You know, because they know that I've been saying what LeBron is doing and do you factor in his age and does that give him a little extra credit in trying to win the MVP? And then uh, both voters said it's a foregone conclusion. The Greek freak is winning the MVP and it's not even close. I said, oh, okay. Um, and then he might win Defensive Player of the Year as well. And if not, then it might be Anthony Davis. Yeah, McLevin. Is that, is, do you think that's valid, that it's possible Anthony Davis is the more of an MVP? I, this is just two people. Yeah. I, I don't I'm vote on the award. Say that. Yeah. yeah, I don't vote on the award anymore. 
when I stopped hosting the uh, NBA Finals, it took away my voting privileges. Bitter? No, I'm not. Um, but, yeah, Anthony Davis is going to get some love, maybe. I don't know who else would be even in that conversation. I mean, LeBron is in the conversation for MVP and will finish second. But I don't know who is going to be. If you're rounding out the top five, James Harden, is he going to be in there? Um, Kawhi doesn't play enough to be an MVP. I'm trying to think if there's somebody else who stands out where you go, you know, Joel Embiid, is he in there? Or Jason Tatum in there? Jokic having those kind of numbers before? Yeah, I don't know. There's a big drop-off here. You know? <laughs> oh, Luca will probably get some love, right? You you hate the shared MVP, the Dave Parker, well, Keith Hernandez shared MVP, because it's a great year for it. It's, it's a, but I, don't, I think the Greek freak is going to win it. Um, just because he doesn't have a social media presence or he's not a big personality or... You know, that doesn't mean I should give more credit to LeBron. I, LeBron could be MVP just about every year, in my opinion. He's the league MVP the way Jordan was from the standpoint of LeBron brings out eyeballs. And business-wise, he's the MVP. But, you know, that doesn't factor into the award, and I get that. You know, I go back to when I was voting, and you had the tie between Jason Kidd and Grant Hill for Rookie of the Year. And the, the morning you had to have your ballots in, I was at NBA Entertainment in New Jersey, and I changed my ballot. I changed who I picked for Rookie of the Year. And then it came out that they were co-rookies of the year. And I desperately tried to find out, was it an exact tie? Because then I felt bad. Uh, I never got any, nobody ever gave me any information if, if it was an exact tie, and I changed my vote that morning. Yes, Paul. LeBron's 35 years old and led the league in assists for the first time in his career. I know. Do you think there's any other player ever who's led the league in assists for the first time after the age of 30? But if he's 25 and leads the league in assists, I'm not giving him the MVP. But because he's 35 and doing it and putting up these numbers, should that be factored in? And I think that's where the voters... They have pushback with people saying, hey, you know, I know you're taking this sentimental journey with uh, down LeBron James Road here, but that shouldn't factor in of how old you are when you're doing this. I said, well, don't we love stories? Like, like if Tom Brady has good numbers this year, is Tom Brady, does he have a better chance winning the MVP because he's 42 years of age? And it will factor in. All right, let's take a break here. More phone calls. Last call for phone calls. We'll uh, close up shop right after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying flag on the play you've already talked about that but there's just so much more good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much more to get you can get unique stickers you could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes there's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with i was always a uh, battleship guy you know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I even mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. 
This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or... Choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow... Oh, Fritzy had his scoreboard challenge, snoreboard. Did you have a winner? Dan in Chicago. Okay. Yes, that 69 had to do with the uh, moonwalk, moon landing on this date in 1969. 1976 was uh, Hank Aaron's final career home run, number 755. And who was it off of? Dick Drago. Dick Dick Drago. Drago. Angels Dick Drago. Fun name. Home run in Milwaukee. An Italian porn star. (laughs) He what? No, no. He's a pitcher. It does sound like it, though. Oh. Yeah. Hey, what's your name? <laughs> Dick, Dick Drago. Dick Drago. <laughs> Pitch was a hung curveball. He hung that one. Hung that one. Yep. <laughs> Dick Drago. Yep, Dick Drago. <laughs> try, to get, try to get that out of your head today. <laughs> I do believe it's pronounced Dick Drago. Maybe Dick Drago. Yeah, Dick Drago. <laughs> but for yeah. our purposes, Dick Drago, I think it works. Yeah, Dick Drago, that's, that's an Italian porn star. You don't know what he's doing on the side. He's mainly a baseball That's John C. Riley's character in uh, Boogie Nights. Dick Drago? Yeah. Uh, you can always tell when he was walking through the snow. There's like <laughs> this <beat> print. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Tony in Arkansas. Instead of breadcrumbs. Hey, Tony. Yeah, regarding the Honus Wagner uh, baseball card, my dad was from Pittsburgh, so I know the story. Right. My late father. Of course, it was just a little before his time, like 1909 era. Anyway, Honus had uh, opposition to chewing tobacco products, and Sweet Corporal Cigarettes was the sponsor for the baseball cards back then, at least that series. So they withdrew the card, and very few got printed. Uh, and then about 1960, when they made this big value, uh, value of the baseball cards, only nine people had this card, uh, even though there's more out there. Uh, they found more. But around there, that's what heightened the hysteria about the card. Oh. Also, oh. On, also on the jersey, a little bit of trivia there, the, it says Pittsburgh with the ends with the G. A few years later, the city of Pittsburgh decided to add the H on there, going with the Scottish version instead of the English version. So uh, that 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 caused a little bit of uh, interest too, uh, oh, because oh. originally Pittsburgh didn't have an H in the city's masthead, and uh, and also later my father got a, another piece of trade that he got a a, a Bronco Nagurski uh, football card, rookie card, and he had wrestling card too. Uh, Bronco Nagurski was a world champion wrestler too at the same time. He football. Wow, Tony, thank you. I, d- I did not know that Bronco Nagurski was also a wrestler, a great football player. Uh, Adam in Kentucky joins us. Hi, Adam. What do you have for me today? 
Hey, Dan. Uh, uh, just As far as Toronto Blue Jays are concerned, I mean, why not Louisville, Kentucky? Yeah. At Louisville Slugger Field, yeah. right there in the mid- they're, they're not going to send them to Vegas. They're not going to go out west. That's why they're putting them on the east coast. And, I mean, just makes complete sense right there in Spaghetti Junction. Uh, that being said, also, I uh, sent you guys some Dano seasoning. I'm not sure if you – and some swag. I'm not sure if you received that or not, but uh, for – well, if I did, it was uh, it was Mario who probably got it. Yes, McLovin. Remember when we did the show in that Indiana ballpark, uh, the Super Bowl show in Indianapolis? Yeah, that'd be a great spot because it's connected to the hotel and the other stadium. Was it Victory Field or Indians? I believe. Yeah, we liked it. Yeah, I, yeah, it was a great setup there. Remember you had the racetrack? In yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. I know. And then I I, I put in a basketball court an indoor basketball court, and I put it in specifically so Larry Bird would come over, and Larry didn't come over. I set up the basketball hoop. I figured Larry come over and uh, put on a, a, a clinic. You know, we'd, shooting, we'd, we'd both put on a shooting clinic there. And uh, did, did, we got Larry on the phone, didn't we? Yeah. I, I said, why didn't you come over? Uh. And then he started critiquing my shot, so he was getting in my head. He go, your elbow. It's out too far. And then I go, oh. It still would have been, that would have been fun if we had uh, Larry Legend come over. I, I really enjoyed Indianapolis. I thought they did a wonderful job of that Super Bowl. It helped that they had good weather and everything was downtown. Thought they did a, a sneaky great job there. Uh, let's go around the room what we learned on the program. By the way, I saw this article, Yahoo's uh, Vincent Goodwill. And uh, he said the next super t- uh, super team in the NBA might come out of the NBA bubble because you're going to have players who are going to be talking to one another and that maybe you get a team that kind of collaborates or guys who collaborate to create a team down the road where it might be a year or two years down the road where all of a sudden they, they try to uh, partner with one another. But I saw that, uh, that article. Uh, Fritzy, what did you learn on today's program? Drew Brees, the only NFL quarterback with consecutive seasons of 40 touchdown passes. Yeah, I did not know that. How about that? Yeah. McLovin? Uh, Taylor Swift is in love. Yeah, she is. With an actor named Joe. I don't know his last name. Begins with an A, like Allsace or something like that. That sound about right? Uh, Seton O'Connor Jr. the third. Dick Drago. Dick Drago. Didn't he pitch for the Pirates? I think the Red Sox The Red too, Sox yeah. too, right? Yep. Definitely yeah. the Red Sox. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Paul, what S- did you learn? SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey wants to keep uh, out-of-conference games. Yeah, for right now, but I, I don't think they're going to be. I, I don't think any of these conferences are going to be going outside their conference schedules. I can, they're going to be lucky to get 10 games. But I still think, I don't understand this with Rutgers. They're out-of-conference games. Two are in Jersey and one's in Pennsylvania. And... That's that's riskier than them getting on a plane and flying to Lincoln, Nebraska. So, but there's still a lot. We don't have a lot of time, but there's still a lot of things that have to be settled here for both the NFL and uh, certainly college football. And I'll go back to what I said at the start of the show, and a source told me this last night that from what he's told, the NFL is only going to have one preseason game. This makes it really tough for players who are joining new teams. You know, that's why Brady was all in on these off-season workouts, that he was pushing the envelope there. Even though the league said, we don't want you getting together, not just Brady, but any, any of these quarterbacks getting together with a group of players because it looked bad. You know, the states were okay with this, but the NFL said, you know, this, the, the optics are not good on this. And Russell Wilson was working out with Antonio Brown. And, you know, Brady had, you know, probably close to 10 players there with him. So, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to navigate this. But uh, these teams got their work cut out for them to try to be able to make sure that everything these players want in the NFL, that they're going to be deciding on this. The fact that players are showing up this week and you still have – the fact that Toronto doesn't know where they're playing, you've got football players showing up and they have questions about their safety. We don't know about the face mask. Uh, is there going to be one preseason game? What happens if you're Cam Newton to be able to try to compete for that job? 
How much time do you have to get in there and try to compete for that job? And then if you're a rookie, if you're a free agent, not being able to play in a preseason game, does it put more players at risk once the season starts? Because they haven't had a preseason to be able to get in shape, the proper shape. A lot of questions. Um, Todd, what did I learn on today's program? All NFL players and team officials in contact with those players will have to wear a fob at all times, according to Peter King, to keep track of who they get too close to. You know what I learned today? Todd has never mowed a lawn. Not a real lawn, anyway. Yeah. Just a toy, like on the carpet, like a Fisher-Price mowing. Oh, they had little things that... Yeah, had different color little balls balls and made a little popping sound. So I did a really good job pretending to clean the uh, apartment carpet with that. You've never mowed a lawn before. I have not. What we learned brought to you by Raycon Wireless Earbuds, the way to go. Get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Patrick. That's buyraycon.com slash Patrick. Notre Dame head coach Brian Kelly will join us on the program. Fritzy is efforting some other people as well, as you've come to expect. And he usually fails to deliver. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed and real wood smoke, real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.